Hey everyone, welcome to the EXO Marriage Podcast. This is a production of Marriage Today. And this podcast is an inside look at all things EXO, including behind the scenes of EXO conferences, our expert speakers, and we also explore relevant topics to help you in your marriage and to help it grow stronger. I am Brent Evans, president of Marriage Today and founder of EXO Marriage. And at the end of this episode, we will give away another EXO Now one-year subscription to someone who left us a review. We love the reviews. They help so much, this podcast. So if you're out there and you want a chance to win, please go out there and leave us a review. I hope it's a kind review, but you can also be honest. We love honest replies. Uh, we want to hear from you, though, and also encourage your friends to subscribe to the feed. We have so many great podcasts here at EXO. This one I do, the EXO podcast, but we also have the Naked Marriage podcast, which was my good friends, Dave and Ashley Willis, that do that one every single week. It's a phenomenal podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it. If you have, I know you love it, but if you haven't, go listen to it. You can find it in all the podcast feeds out there. But we also have our Marriage Today podcast, and we're adding new ones all the time. So be sure to check in with all of our other podcasts. I know they'll bless your relationship. I also want to remind you, at the end of this episode, we will give away another one-year Now subscription. This is our subscription platform. It's like the Netflix, the masterclass of marriage. But we give these away every single episode to someone who's left us a review. So be sure to listen for that at the end of this episode. During one of our recent EXO conferences in Rockford, Illinois, I had the opportunity to talk with Dan Leanne. He's also known as the Gospel Ninja, a very, very cool name. And I also had some help from my friend, Dave Willis. He was my special guest co-host for this episode. And we discussed with Dan his life. He is such an interesting story. Just two years ago, he was living in Australia with his wife and his family. And they decided to move from Australia to South Carolina. And Dan talked about transition. And he actually, you know, one of the things that I took away personally from this conversation with Dan, he talked about how important it is in life to trust God and to take risks. And he he gave a, a really closely held viewpoint on what people's lives look like when they trust God and they take risks and when they don't. And I want I want you to hear that. I know it'll bless your life. And so when we have these conversations with these speakers from EXO conferences, there are always things that you can take away from them that I encourage you to listen for yourself and for your relationship. Okay, so let's listen into my conversation with Dave Willis and Dan Leanne. Hey everyone, welcome to the XO podcast. I'm excited you're with us today. We've got a great episode coming to you. We are live in Rockford, Illinois. We're mm. back in Rockford. Had an awesome EXO conference uh, this morning. We're still going throughout the day. And I've got a special guest in here with me, but also have a special co-host today from the Naked Marriage Podcast. And uh, I mean, he's fully clothed. I don't know if you do your podcast naked, but I'm but normally <laughs> yes. But uh, Dave Willis from the Naked Marriage Podcast, also one of our speakers, is joining me as a co-host today, special co-host. But I'm excited because a good friend from Anderson, South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina, is here That's with right. me today. Dan Leanne, welcome hey. to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I want to go ahead and start here, but um, how do you get the label Gospel Ninja? Um, someone gave that to me because one time, years ago, I'm, I'm preaching in the in the States and uh, they were trying to find some kind of title for me, like um, pastor or evangelist or traveling speaker. And I, I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with any of them. And so I said, hey, just think of something cooler and Gospel Ninja, which was kind of racist because I'm actually Chinese and ninjas are Japanese. Uh, but to many people, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> you change thing. that and when you so, go overseas. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, someone came up with that label. No, it's 
pretty bad yeah. to the bone. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're one of the coolest people that I that I know. You 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 look like a rock star. You know, you look like 25 years old. First of all, you're like I've been married for 48 years, and you're you know you haven't really been. Yeah. You, you're from Australia. So you're bringing together the coolest parts of all these different cultures. And then you land in Anderson, South Carolina, which is maybe the least cool city in yeah. in America, even though your church is awesome. New Spring Church yeah. is one of the best churches ever. But that has to be culture shock to bring your whole family, 12 suitcases across yeah. the ocean and to end up in Anderson, South Carolina. So how did that happen? Yeah. Uh, first of all, Anderson is, it's sneaky cool. It's a, it's a sneaky cool city. We have city. clips in there. We, we have... Uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina is one of the, uh, in my opinions, uh, the coolest cities in, oh, yeah. I love in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, 30 miles one direction, 20 miles in the other direction is the, uh, the reigning and uh, will be repeating national college football champions, the Clemson Tigers. And I have and, no affiliation there, and, so <laughs> I cannot root or deny any of those. And then, and then Anderson is just, New Spring really makes it beautiful. And wherever you find yourself, you find some genuine community, some people who, you know, you really feel like our spiritual family and, and the place just takes on a different hue. And I'm telling you, Anderson is an incredible city. You got, you got to come visit it, it again. It is sneaky. I we were there for the Expo Conference maybe three years ago. Mm. And New Spring Church, I just had heard, it's just this huge church. It's multiple campuses and the main campus is in Anderson. Yeah. So I think going from Greenville over there, I was thinking one way in my head, but you get there and it's kind of this quaint downtown area. That's where I stayed in a kind of a bed and breakfast almost yeah, kind of yeah. place. And you start to feel like this is a, truly a small town that doesn't know how good they have it with New Spring being there. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they really have such a abundance of speaking and ministry happening there. Brad Cooper was awesome when he spoke to, and I know he's a great pastor there. Yeah, But I've I've never been to Charleston. I want to go to Charleston. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina to me is this magical place that people talk about, and I've only been to Anderson. So I can't really <laughs> picture the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, so one of these days I'll come back. It's a great state. And I'm sorry to the good people of Anderson for saying you weren't cool. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And, and New Spring really is one of one of my favorite churches anywhere. Yeah. I and mean, you guys are that's how I, That's how I ended up there. Throughout the years, just becoming a part of the, the, the extended New Spring family. And two and a half years ago, just really feeling so stirred in my spirit for my marriage and for my family that our our best is going to lay on the other side of a faith step. Mm-hmm. To be really transparent, I found myself at the end of, at the start of 2017, basically in my study in my house in Melbourne, Australia, uh, just traveling and speaking 40 cities a year, 15 countries a year, you know, 300 talks a year. And I'm looking at this calendar that's on the wall and it occurred to me that I hadn't prayed about one of the things that were, that was on the calendar. It was just like this hit repeat. This is like another date. It's another invitation. It's a, and and I just having I started having this crisis of the soul, and and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that for my marriage and for my family and for my kids who are just growing up way too quickly, uh, my greatest gift to them and my greatest responsibility as uh, one of the leaders in my family is to uh, lead a genuine uh, faith adventure. And so we just started, Krista and I started praying and we just, you know, it was, it was wild. As soon as we like settled that in our hearts, these different doors started opening up for me to, you know, take a turn in my ministry. And the craziest of the lot was, you know, Anderson, South Carolina. So we just assumed a... That has to be God. It's, 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 and if it's not God, it's going to be a great God story either way. So, <laughs> but it has been just the most amazing faith adventure. So you and Krista have been married for 21 years. Yeah. Um, the the journey though from Australia to Anderson yeah. 
What was, how did you keep your marriage a priority? What was the key to you guys staying connected for that not to end up becoming just a juggernaut? So, so really practically not traveling as much anymore, mm. um, doing crazy amounts of miles and now having a very limited uh, traveling schedule as I'm now one of the teaching pastors at New Spring, just my, my home rhythm totally changed. And so the time that Krista and I spend together consistently and, and the fact that, you know, you are in Anderson and, and, you know, Melbourne, Australia is a city of 5 million people. It's a city that never sleeps. There's so many crazy, um, you know, things to do and cultures and restaurants and food. And you're in Anderson right now. And, you know, post eight o'clock, it's you want to eat Waffle House again. And, and, <laughs> and so really for Krista and I, we just found the two, we, we, we found um, the two of us just sitting on our back porch, just holding hands, going, "It's just the two of us right now, babe." Mm. And uh, and we and, and and I like this. Do you feel like you got stronger? Your marriage got stronger, crazily stronger. Mm. This has this has been the best season in my life, full stop. Mm. Uh, but definitely for my marriage, um, and it was it was since you know since we're all dear friends now, it meant less money, mm-hmm. uh, less adventure. As far as it's fun, it's fun looking at you know the start of your. Um, you know, your work year and you've got, you know, two Europe trips and three Singapore trips and two South Africa trips and five US trips. And, you know, it's, it's there's, there's, there is some adrenaline. Was she traveling with you at all? No, no, not really. No, not since we had kids, mm-hmm. you know, that we really just, I, I was home Monday to Friday for like 42 week, weeks a year. So I live like a semi-retired guy. Mm. So all my best friends were all just old, rich, white dudes on the golf course because that's <laughs> the way I think Effectively, it was me and Jimmy Evans just hanging out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the week. And so I had a good life rhythm, but we paid a price um, to take a faith step um, into this new role. And it has paid dividends mm. uh, as far as our marriage, our connection, um, our intimacy, my ability to really understand her and get into her heart. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we've been best friends since... Uh, she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen when I was 13 years old, and and so much of my so much of my teenage years were basically shaped around trying to make myself funny, make myself cool. Maybe the way I dress is a big part of trying to get her, <laughs> get her attention. So I've loved her my entire life, uh, but I love her differently now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something that happens whenever you have children, and then you go through the trials of life, and then whenever you move to a different culture. And a different experience, and you really have to connect each other to mm, each other and mm. have each other to uh, to rely on, on. That's essential. So, if there's somebody out there listening, and maybe they're on the cusp of taking a faith step, what kind of encouragement would you give them? Like, what, what kind of encouragement could you give them practically to say, you know, I know it's scary for you right now. Maybe there's a scripture you guys had, or maybe there's some sort of thought you guys had that got you through the, the little steps. Yeah, this is a little morbid, but I've been in full time ministry now for. Um, coming up to 23 years. Mm. When I started off, I did so many weddings because I'm like the young adults dude and every college kid was like, you know, in my in my world. And now I don't do as many weddings anymore, but I'm starting to do a lot more funerals. And you notice something at funerals, mm. that there is a totally different tone. On one, on one side, there are the people who uh, roll the dice and live life with a little bit more reckless abandon and really squeeze the most out of it. We're brave. And, um, and, you, and, and you're there and you're trying to console family and deal with grief. You, you can't help but just go, wow, 
my day is coming soon and I hope my funeral feels like this. Yeah, and that scares me to death. I think. <laughs> I'm not I'm not living my life to the fullest. I want to take advantage of opportunities. I'm telling you that, you flip it, I have done more than a few funerals mm. where nothing but regret reverberates in the air. Mm-hmm. Where, where you try to make it sound like this person was someone who squeezed the most out of life, but everyone in the room can see the big fat elephant. Mm-hmm. And it was that they didn't. They just didn't their and they just never zone. they never took that step. They mm-hmm. never they never booked that flight. They never changed that job. They never went back to school. Mm-hmm. They and I'm telling you, in my early spiritual formation years, I was so blessed to have a wild man as one of my first mentors. And he always used to tell me that the best lies on the other side of your faith step. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, mm-hmm. so I'm so, telling yeah. you, so you look at like Hebrews chapter 12, 11, 12, 13, that, 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 that chunk there. And you're looking at uh, the hall of fame of faith, okay? And this is basically, you know, the common thread. Um, none of them ended up where they thought they were going to end up, okay? Uh, but all of them ended up somewhere better than they thought they would end up. And the common denominator was they were all just crazy enough for a moment to take a deep breath and leap. Mm. Yeah. And I, I just, and especially for Americans, um, who work so hard, who are such beautiful, kind, generous souls. Uh, but one of the blind spots is, you know, we can get pretty centered in on just our own life, what we're doing, you know, here today, trying to grind our way forward. We blink our eyes and we wake up old men and women. Mm-hmm. And we've never done anything adventurous with our life. Um, I would say if you're wrestling, take a, take a deep breath and it's a win-win situation. So you jump and God catches you and, you see a miracle, man, you see the next chapter of this amazing God story that's being written. You jump and nothing turns out like you thought it was going to turn out. But dang, at least you grabbed your wife's hand or your husband's hand and you have this, this, this awesome learning moment and you know, you know, middle of the night experience that you get to share together. In my opinion, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that not taking a face step is a lose-lose. You miss out on a potential faith step uh, or you miss out on the potential of growing and experiencing something that couldn't have happened without that faith step. We're talking to Dan Leanne from Anderson, South Carolina, New Spring Church. Uh, transition question there for you. How is your golf game? My golf game uh, is not bad at the moment. I shot a 78 the other day. If you're breaking 80. Wow. I got shot a some... 78 the other day. Uh, at, I can't even do the putt putt course in seventy eight. Cobbs Glen, Anderson <laughs> South. When when you come visit next, I think I'm actually going to be out in Dallas at some point later this year. We're going to have to. If you're in Dallas and you want to play golf, call me. I'm telling you, that's the but but the Lord the Lord holds me back from ever going any lower than that. I I was on the back nine. I was even mm. with three to go, and then bogey bogey double, because I just start getting nervous. And it's the Lord going, hey, you know what? Because I love you so much. If, if I let you do too well at this thing, you're going to drop everything and just try to be a pro <laughs> right, golfer. Right. Like Tony Romo and go pro. Yeah. Go <laughs> Tony Romo. Try to join that kind of Asian seniors tour. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can make some pretty pretty good bank there. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about your EXO session. Uh, you've done th- this this talk this year a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it is, for me, one of my favorite talks. But I, w- I want to kind of hone in on one yeah. moment. And that is you put a picture up of your parents. Yeah. And I think that's a special moment. And... Uh, that's funny because your dad's holding a beer and you, you feel like you have to say something about the beer. I actually like that he was celebrating almost in that picture, <laughs> uh, time with your mom. But talk about the, that, that whole picture, the story, and, and, and give our listeners out there kind of a glimpse into what you're trying to share. They're indicative of a lot of people in their generation. 
Um, my, my father's turning 70 in December. My mother's 68. Um, and they, they, got, they got married not really knowing what marriage was about. It was like a social, cultural convention. And, um, and because of that, they had no guidance going forward regarding marriage. Really, all they had was like their cultural narrative. The man goes out and works, uh, makes lots of money. The wife can spend the money and then everyone should be happy, have a couple of kids. Uh, but they just grew more and more um, you know, discouraged in themselves, uh, more apart in their marriage uh, to the point where, like I said, eight years ago, um, they decided just to go try to find some happiness somewhere apart from each other. And so they separated and they officially, then they um, legally divorced. And it is a cool story how they got back. So they basically went their own separate, separate ways, started living separate lives, which is the craziest thing for me because all my friends growing up had divorced parents, but I was the one with a strange mum and dad who stayed together. But now I'm looking at them moving on with their life and I'm having a hard time moving on. I'm going, Whoa, new, new relationships as well. New relationships, yeah. like houses, travel, like just even family, vacation, dinner, everything changes. And, um, and, how, and how, hold on, how old were you at the time? I am, uh, you know, in my mid thirties. You know, so you, it doesn't get easier in your thirties. No, I'm a I'm a pastor as well, mm-hmm. and I've I've counseled people through this, and and I'm telling you, not trying to go into it too much, but my mother's ex- letting me know why he doesn't want to be with Bar anymore, and I'm like, nah, 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 I'm not listening. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> yeah, that would be and that would be so. It weird. was like kind of you know, and, and I, you don't want to hear about your mother no, and father and intimacy to, issues. You no, know what I'm saying? No, like, no. I don't. And so so you're going whoa, and then um, the only times I would really ever see each other was uh, when I would preach at church in Melbourne. They would both come to the event. They would come. So I'm preaching in Melbourne this uh, one night. I make a reference to this movie that had been re-released. It was called Titanic. And I just made the, I just made the comment, said, Who, hey, who's seen the movie Titanic? And about 98% of the people put their hand up. Who hasn't seen the movie Titanic? And about a few people put their hand up. And they said, well, if, if, if you've seen Titanic, do, a, do these poor people a favor and take them this week. Anyway, what I didn't know is my dad was one of the people who didn't see Titanic. So he puts his hand up. So at the end of the service, my mother just goes over and says, hey, you've never seen Titanic? I've got these two movie tickets that are going to expire soon. Just take them. We should just go see Titanic. And my dad goes, well, am I going to go sit there by myself? And then my mom goes, I'll take you this week. And so they went. And then they hung out. You know, they, they ate junior mints and popcorn. And then they just laughed. And, and then I didn't know this, but then they went again to a movie the night after. Mm. After wow. two weeks, they had seen every movie, including the foreign ones. <laughs> They're just going together. And the Holy Spirit starts working in both of their lives. My father, raised in a really broken, legalistic kind of situation, starts softening. My mother, who has a wild, beautiful, passionate woman, but a wild temper, God starts working in her heart. And unbeknownst to the family, they started seeing each other mm. uh, to the point where they started dating each other, to the point where they, start, they moved back in with each other. And it was serious. I had that conversation. You, got, you need to make Ma an honest woman. Mm-hmm. And we need to do this, and so we married him again. Mm. You do the service, yeah. yeah. Wow, now that the whole family a great did actually. That the, whole, is the whole family did it in the living room. Yeah, wow. The, we we did it in the living room, and and uh, and my dad had to pay for the for the uh, for the lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pay for his so, own, buddy. Yeah, so well, I think because so many people are in the situation where they are they are separated, they can't see that picture. They can't see beyond. The separation, the divorce papers, they can't even imagine getting back together with yeah. somebody they used to love or somebody they used to be familiar with. So for for you to tell that story and to showcase that, it just gives so many people hope. Yeah. That it- and I don't want to be a discouragement because I, I know I've shared this story a few times and 
So some people, go, oh, that means should I be trying to pursue my old, like, you know, I'm remarrying this and that. And the, the reason I share that story is because as you've experienced as well, and you've experienced that, like, when you, when you do ministry for long enough, it's easy to get really discouraged to think that mm-hmm. this is one of those areas where God can do some, but only so much. Yeah. And when I share this story, I want that to be an example of there is nothing that God cannot do. Now, it's not going to be, it's not going to be on the cards for everybody that they reconnect and remarry their spouse. But I'm telling you, my mother and father were literally the worst. They had the worst marriage. And to see what God has done, and they still need to work on it. They still need, I had to have this, they, when they were on this trip, they were in my house. They stayed with me for three months. Mm. Wow. They came need, and lived in my house. They need therapy. <laughs> I, by the end of it, we're like, just, this is, and I had to have a conversation <laughs> said, Ba, if, if you don't want to go through the whole divorce proceedings again, you, you better you better put your YouTube down and stop watching Donald Trump clips. <laughs> and no, no, I love the Donald, but like that, that's what all he did. And then my, my, my mother, I, I would have conversations with her. Hey, you better start expressing yourself to Ba in such a way that it doesn't get him like, all riled up and angry and just communicate your heart. So it's not only just like kind of them getting back together. It's been cool. So watch over the last couple of years, how they started to work. I'm talking about a 70-year-old, nearly 70 and 68-year-old woman, both trying to work out how to make this marriage thing work. And it's cool to see. So they're going to be here. I love that. They're mm-hmm. arriving in November. They're coming again to stay for another month. Yeah. So what, we're going to close this uh, podcast by just me asking you, what's what's the secret you and Krista feel like of been for you to last 21 years in yeah. marriage no secret no secret um we it, it's fu- it's funny it, this piece of advice came from a man who went through a divorce himself my father but i remember the day before um uh, i got married in 1998 he told me dan you, you know that you're getting married now and this is a this is a this is a godly uh institution so from this point on uh you're not allowed to consider divorce no divorce you'll consider murder every day <laughs> but not divorce. That was my, the, the, my dad's like go-to gag. And right at the beginning, it just, there was this, 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 this was the true north. The true north that this was meant to work. So if it's not working, means that God is still up to something. Mm. That's the true north. Whereas a lot of people in society, their true north is, if it doesn't work, split yeah. your stuff and share the kids and just just keep on going and try to find happiness again. But my true north, always was, this was meant to work. So if it's not feeling like it's working right now, it means God is still up to something right Mm, now. I love what you said in your talk kind of about that, that it's not about compatibility, it's about cultivation. And there's this myth in our culture that if it's too hard, we're not compatible, we married the wrong person, and we're just going to go our separate ways. But bringing it back to say, no, it means we need to cultivate, we need to work, we need to stick with it. And that message needs to get out there more and more. I think the divorce rate would plummet if people would really grab a hold would. of that message. Yeah, it, it, it would. It's just, um, it, I'm talking about Christian people. Remember in the old days when it was a little bit, it was a little bit more like, kind of, you just didn't talk about it at church, but nowadays it's like, it just didn't work out and she just wasn't the right one for me. And yeah. it's amazing how the right one for you, bro, is always one who's about 15 years younger <laughs> right. and they're blocked. I'm going, bro, really? God's released me. Yeah, God's married, released whatever me. that means. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going, hey, you know what? You don't cultivate. Guess what? Fast forward. I'll tell you exactly what your life's going to look like in 10 years time. So you may as well start cultivating with someone that God has put, you know, if he's put that hand upon your marriage, start cultivating now, sidestep a whole bunch of heartache 
uh, because you can try to go find a you know a younger, cooler, more you know more late model, but at the end of the day, if you don't choose to cultivate. You know, I think uh, in terms of ministry, marriage ministry is one of the hardest, most challenging, most discouraging efforts because yet it requires two people mm. uh, to, to 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 make a difference. And so many couples, Henry Cloud said this one time at our conference, they they act like children. They're adults. They act like children. They just don't know how to sometimes do the relationship uh, mechanics, and and they give up too soon. They don't communicate the right way. They just have so many. Uh, issues, but but we do uh, exo marriage and everything we do here. Try mm. to equip them with what they need to succeed. Dan, thanks for being on the podcast hey, today. For having me, yeah, uh, David Aaron Willis. Thanks for being hey. our co-host. It was a pleasure. Loved hanging out with you guys. Any place that people can find you on social media. I have media? all those things, but I don't use them. Yeah, you like Tim Ross. You and Tim Ross have detached Just, from. Can we start a Gospel Ninja fan page that we run on your behalf? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think uh, I, I have Instagram, and um, and basically all I do is you look at it. I post one thing a year about my wife, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> well, uh, New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina. You can that's check right. him out. He's actually just preaching there this weekend. But uh, anytime you're in the area, go check them out. Uh, they have multiple campuses around South Carolina. Thank you, man. You've been great this year at XO. You've ministered to so many people. We love having you as part of the family. Man, it means the world to me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. I want to say something to you. They say that the couple that prays together stays together, and I so believe that. I believe in the power of prayer, and I believe we should pray every single day. In fact, I wanted to give a special shout-out to the Pray.com app. This is the number one prayer app in the world And I want to thank them for being a sponsor to this episode. If you've ever wanted to learn to pray, hear stories from the Bible, or get inspirational audio content, you should download Pray.com. I want you to listen to some of this high-quality faith-based audio. Do you know the most epic stories of the Bible? New from the Pray.com app, Pray Biblical Sagas. Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth and the conquering Lion of Judah, stood before his pursuers. He spoke with the voice of God, saying, I am He. The most exciting way to learn the Bible in one year. All you need to do is download the Pray.com app in Android or Apple app stores. Download the Pray.com app and hear the Bible come to life today. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Exo Marriage Podcast. Please be sure to check out Exo Now. You can hear Dan Leanne's incredible talk at Exo, and you can find that at exomarriage.com forward slash now. Plus, we have so many other phenomenal teachings right there at XO Now. It's only $9 per month. That's like such an easy date night win for $9. And as promised, our winner of the one-year XO Now subscription is, the username is K-R-O-B-B-Y-Z-W. Congratulations, K-R-O-B-B-Y-Z-W. And the title of the review was Answer to Prayer. This review said, I started listening to your podcast after an EXO marriage conference. The Lord changed my perspective through the conference and showed me how to keep the momentum going through the podcast. My wife has been hurt during previous relationships and has had trouble letting go, but the Lord is faithful and can make a way where there is no way. Thank you for your wonderful work. You are a blessing. Well, thank you for listening. I wanna say it's just an honor and a blessing for us to be able to deliver marriage content to you. And that's what we do here at Marriage Today. I want to encourage you to check out all that we have to offer at Marriage Today and XO because we have so many things that will bless your marriage and they're free. Our YouTube channel has a lot of content. Our podcasts are free. 
We have so many articles and videos on our website that are free. So go check those out. I know they'll bless you. We want to give you a chance to have a successful relationship. That's what we're all about here at XO Marriage. So if that's you, username KRobbyZW, you'll want to email us at podcast at exomarriage.com. That's podcast at exomarriage.com to get your subscription. Everyone else, leave a review and maybe you will win next time. Thank you everyone for listening to the Exo Marriage Podcast. Bye-bye.